Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to the Wolverine Confidential Podcast. I am Andrew Kahn. I'm Ryan Zook. And I'm Aaron McMahon. Is Jim Harbaugh seriously considering leaving Michigan for the Minnesota Vikings? We've got the latest on the eve of signing day, no less. Plus, hoops and hockey talk, including coverage of the women's basketball team's huge win, coming up on Wolverine Confidential. All right, guys, as we talk here uh, late morning on Tuesday, February 1st, we start once again with Jim Harbaugh. And, uh, you know, Aaron, uh, just stop promising our listeners that, you know, <laughs> it'll be sorted out by the next time we talk because it's just not. But there are there are new developments, it seems like, every time to discuss. Why don't you guys bring us up to speed on that? Then we can kind of get into the nitty gritty. Yeah, the last what couple of weeks now, I've been talk has been centered around the Las Vegas Raiders. Well, the Raiders have hired a coach and it wasn't Jim Harbaugh. So now we move on to the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, his name has kind of come up the last few days with regards to that. There was a report on Saturday that Jim had an interview with the Vikings. I think it was more of an exploratory kind of discussion talks because he is set to fly to Minneapolis tomorrow, Wednesday for a formal interview with Vikings, their, their front office. So it seems like that Jim Harbaugh, this is kind of, you know, in a way, this is kind of the bombshell report we've been waiting on. We've been hearing that Jim Harbaugh is interested in returning to the NFL, that, you know, there was mutual interest between him and, and other NFL franchises. Well, this is the first report we've gotten and he's actually going to do a legitimate interview with the NFL club. So that signals to me that Jim Harbaugh certainly is interested in returning the NFL. In fact, he may be leaning that way. Tom Palacero of NFL Network reported late last night, Monday night, that Jim is um, going to be one of four finalists, I guess you could call him, to interview uh, in Minnesota's head coaching search. The other three, Rams offensive coordinator Kevin O'Connell, defensive coordinator Raheem Morris, and the New York Giants defensive coordinator Patrick Graham. All four of those are expected, including, and then Jim, obviously. So those four are expected to interview for the job. There's, and I can say this, there's growing concern in Inside Jim Beckler Hall and around the Michigan football program at the moment, that if Jim Harbaugh, you know, does pass this interview with flying colors and is offered the head coaching job, that he will take it. So this is this is very interesting. This is the biggest development we've had now in weeks after talking about Jim Harbaugh in the NFL. It's it's basically confirmation that yes, he is interested in returning to the the National Football League. Now we can go many different ways with this. You know, you could say Jim is interested, wants a job, but it also hinges on the Vikings actually offering him a, a deal. So we'll see if that happens, but. Yeah, Wednesday is going to be a big day. Yeah, I mean, at, at this point, it, it's looking like it, if he does get get a job offer from the NFL, he'll, he'll take it. But <laughs> it's, it's just what a whirlwind this has been, and it's uh, hopefully it comes to a resolution soon. But I mean, it's it's just crazy how many twists and turns there's been in the saga here and over the past few weeks. I, I just I think it just 
goes to show there's a lot of folks out there that really don't know. We've said this now, we've been beating this drum for the last you know week or two, that a lot of folks really don't know what's going on. I mean, just the other day, there were rumors that the Dolphins might be interested in Jim Harbaugh. And look, that may still be the case, but there were legitimate reports, or not legitimate, there were reports the other day from folks claiming that Jim was literally going to leave Michigan like Sunday or Monday to take the Dolphins job. That obviously has not happened. He has not formally interviewed there. And you know, as we reported several weeks ago, you know, Dolphins owner Stephen Ross, you know, noted you have a mega donor, Michigan alum, has said that he doesn't want to be the guy that takes Jim Harbaugh from Michigan. Now, you know, things obviously change. If Jim is in fact, you know, offered the Vikings job, maybe Ross tries to swoop in to take him. But right now, you know, if if Jim were to leave Michigan, it certainly looks like Minneapolis would be the uh, the destination. Can you imagine though, if he ends up coming back to Michigan, how how awkward that would be now at this point? I feel like that would, that would be a tough sell to be like, uh, just kidding, guys. Uh, I, I I wanted to be at Michigan the whole time. Let's let's roll. Let's get back to business as usual. I disagree with that. I mean, I don't think it would be that awkward. I mean, no more than it is with Jim Harbaugh inherently. This was something he was thinking about. Who can be blamed for wanting to reach the highest levels of the profession? And you know, after strong consideration, he decided no. Like to me, then it's like, well, he's never leaving. You know what I mean? It's like it's Tom Mizzo at Michigan State at that point, you know, really considered, you know, leaving for the Cleveland Cavs job. I think it was at one point decided no. And that's it. Now, you know, he he's there committed. So I, I don't know. It's more, I, I was more saying if he if he doesn't get like an NFL offer and it's like, oh, all right, I guess I kind of have to go back to Michigan. Like I interviewed yeah. on National Signing Day, didn't get the job. And then it's like, all right, coming back to Michigan. Like, True. I feel like there's that, a difference between not being offered and turning right. one down. Right, that, is, yeah. that is a good point. So we'll see. And the, the Vikings here, I mean, it's interesting because we've talked about maybe the potential landing places. And as far as the quarterback position, are they really in a position to to win now? I mean, they can get you can get to the playoffs with Kirk Cousins. The Minnesota Vikings have. You can win a playoff game with Kirk Cousins. You're not winning the Super Bowl with Kirk Cousins. And you figure that's where that's kind of what the situation Harbaugh wants to be in now. Who knows? Maybe, you know, in that division, at least if Rogers leaves suddenly, you know, the, the pathway to the playoffs is easier. And then maybe you draft someone. And I, I don't know. Would you rather have Derek Carr over Kirk Cousins in a division where with Patrick I, I Mahomes thought, and I, Justin Herbert? I would Herbert? say yes, but that's that's colored by my in-laws who are Vikings fans and don't think very highly of the former Spartan. You could say they're comparable. I mean, that's a legitimate okay, okay. argument, um, in, in my opinion. Now, the Vikings the Vikings are interesting because they, their new general manager, Kwesi Adafo Mensah, I think I'm pronouncing it right, uh, had, does have a connection with Jim. You know, they, they worked together briefly in San Francisco during Jim's final couple of years there with the 49ers. So there is that connection and there's that, I guess, this assumption out there that, you know, Jim wants to go work for and work with folks he's, you know, he's worked with or he's comfortable working with. So I, I think that's where the, the Vikings connection comes in. You know, we'll see. I, I I'm still, you know, the last week I still leaned towards Jim returning to Michigan. Now I'm leaning probably towards him going to the NFL. It just seems like they're just, you know, when we look back at everything that's happened this offseason, you know, defensive line coach Sean Newa departs uh, with a year left on his contract. Mike McDonald leaves for the NFL with two years left on his contract to go back to John Harbaugh. There's a lot of things signaling to me that there's some fo- there's folks inside the building that are back who are expecting, you know, Jim to leave. And so I think, you know, and we've, we've gone over this before, Year after year, these NFL rumors with Jim Harbaugh come up, and it almost seemed like clockwork Jim would shoot them down. He hasn't done so. So it seems like this year is just different. You know, he's clearly more interested in the NFL. You know, again, we haven't, no one's spoken to Jim Harbaugh, at least publicly, so we don't really know what's going through his head. And I think, and I've said this on our previous podcast, I know I have, that I don't think anyone really knows what Jim's MO here is, other than perhaps his probably father, his brother, and his wife. So until we find out how this interview goes Wednesday, uh, we don't know 
have a good idea of what, because even if Jim is offered the job, maybe he doesn't take it. Maybe he does come to Michigan because he just wants to see where his interest level is. And there's always a negotiating tactic with getting a better deal at Michigan. All of our reports and all signs point to Michigan offering him more money and a, and a more lucrative contract. But you know, there, there's a lot on the table. I, I think we'll know more later this week. Let's you know, hope, Baron. Let's hope. Yeah, I, I hope so. Because <laughs> this has been dragging on for far, far too long. And it all comes, you know, now on, on the heels of, or on the eve of National Signing Day, the kind of normal, regular signing period, traditional one. We already had the early signing period, though, where Michigan had quite a haul, if I'm remembering right from our discussions then. But I guess we'll start with you, Ryan, as far as the, the effect on this, you know, limbo situation Michigan finds itself in and, you know, its incoming recruiting class. Yeah, I mean, if you're a Michigan fan right now, you could basically just spend all your attention on Jim Harbaugh, the Jim Harbaugh news on Wednesday, and not really recruiting because definitely don't expect Michigan to make much fireworks on, on this signing day. I mean, if, if anything, the most likely scenario is they probably lose one of their prospects. It, it's looking like three-star linebacker Kevante Henry out of California is likely to flip and, and sign with either uh, most likely Arizona. I mean, he, he had a really close relationship with Courtney Morgan, who has since departed for Washington. The, the player director of player personnel there. So it, it, Michigan didn't even go visit him during this this latest open period. So it, it, I would really be surprised if he remains in this class. And then really with, with this hardball news it, and rumors, it, it's hard for uh, a 2022 prospect to kind of jump on board this late in the game and be like, all right, yeah, I feel comfortable with this decision without knowing who the defensive coordinator is, who the head coach will be next year. So not surprisingly, it doesn't look like they'll, they'll add anyone. They're still in the mix for for Josh Connerly, the five-star offensive tackle from Seattle. But again, he's not even going to make his decision until after this dead period now in, in March. So I'm still a month away before anything happens on that front. And, and it looks like Michigan's kind of, or he's training away from Michigan too. So it's not looking good there. I know they brought in a, a three-star running back this month for a visit, uh, Andrew Paul from Texas. He had a really solid senior season, but uh, again, the, he's kind of trending elsewhere now. It's looking like Georgia will land him. So those are the two guys that were that were the biggest potential ads in this class. Connolly's still a possibility, but I, I don't think, I definitely think Paul will probably pick Georgia and leave. Michigan with with 22 signees yeah 22 signees in this 2022 class all which had signed during the early period you feel that way regardless of the how this Jim Harbaugh news was playing out even if they were in a better spot probably wouldn't change much yeah I mean I, I think if they maybe if Harbaugh had already signed an extension they, they could have made better headway with this Paul guy or yeah or, or looked elsewhere for other prospects but it, it's a tough sell right now I mean in the 2023 class there's plenty of time for for these prospects to see let them see how things play out and then whenever decisions are made they can continue to fortify those relationships and, and get back to business as usual but again that's that's tough to do when <laughs> when these guys are going to be on campus here in in a couple months i'm just going to say could you guys imagine jim harbaugh's interviews for the job on wednesday with the vikings is offer the job and accepts on, on national signing day I, I know there's i mean at the end of the day it doesn't really it doesn't affect michigan's recruiting class at the at least immediately but just i think the optics of that would be fascinating to me it would be it would be something. Um, but yeah, like I said, the NFL's not on any college timetable and you know Jim Harbaugh's gonna gonna do what he feels is best for him. But certainly kind of a, a bridge was crossed with Harbaugh actually taking an interview. That is much different than just rumors of interest one way or the other. This indicates mutual interest. You don't just take a interview 
for the heck of it. He's not brushing up on his interviewing skills at this point in his career. So there's clearly interest there. We'll, we'll segue by saying uh, Ryan Duke and I were both at Chrysler Center last night for the women's basketball game. And, you know, sitting there in the front row was Mike Hart. And you wonder, it's Mike Hart running backs coach. But, you know, this time in a few months, will it be Mike Hart offensive coordinator, Mike Hart head coach of uh, Michigan football? You don't know. Um, but he was there with many others. It was not a full house by any means, but Monday night, probably, you know, a, a tough sell. I'll tell you, the men have not been packing Chrysler by any means either, but it put a good crowd nonetheless for the women's team game against Indiana. It was number five, Indiana, number six, Michigan. And it was, it was a good game. I mean, Michigan got out to a nine, nothing start. Indiana, you know, chipped away, tied it, but I don't recall the Hoosiers ever taking a lead, oh, Ryan. Never like, led. Never, never led. So, and, and the women win by with was shooting. You know, was it one for eleven? When all one for eleven from three. So yeah, I mean from they three. were yeah from three. They they shot forty seven percent, which isn't bad. But, I mean forty six yeah. points of their sixty five came in the paint. So it was obviously a lot of Nas Hillman down low. But yeah, I mean that the outside shooting was an issue. Turnovers were a, a big issue, especially in the first half. It's not like Tim Barnes and Rico. I guess the, uh, we talked to Nas afterwards, and she was like, "Yeah, we we got uh, an earful at, at half." time and they kind of cleaned things up a little bit took a 16 point lead uh, briefly in the fourth quarter and I don't think Indiana ever got closer to than within eight and, and closed with a 65 to 50 win and yeah I mean uh, probably the biggest home matchup in, in program history I mean yeah Indiana was missing their their top leap scorer and rebounder they hadn't played in 15 days but you have to win the games on your schedule and Michigan did that All, now 19 and 2 10 to 1 the Big Ten Iowa lost last night. So, I mean, yep. now Michigan's in sole possession of first place in, in the Big Ten. Or uh, Indiana only has one loss in the Big Ten as well, but they only have six wins. So, because of their they don't have loss. the head to head and then exactly. those alone meeting. So, Yes. Yeah. So very a uh, huge, huge win. And I mean, Michigan will probably, as long as they take care of business, yeah, this this week. I mean, they could be a top five team for the first time come come next week. Absolutely. First play. Uh, I mean, it is a tough week. They they do go to Illinois on Thursday. Illinois is 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 one in five in the Big Ten. They've had COVID problems um and just problems in general. But you know, Iowa is no, no gimme, um, you know, on, on Sunday at home, but yeah, win that game and who knows how, how high you can climb, but at least to five, take Indiana's spot. And again, you know, with the NCAA tournament seating, like Michigan is in prime position to at the very least host, you know, your first two in the first two rounds, which is just huge in the women's tournament, you know, the top four seeds in each region play at home for those first two games. Michigan has never done that because the best they've ever been was a six last year. So they still had to, you know, play on, on someone else's court, including a true road game in round two, which, you know, they did win, but much easier if you don't have to take that path. But then you start thinking about even moving up higher and being a, a two seed and, and not being in the same region as like South Carolina. And, you know, you just start kind of looking further and further down which the line. They, which to, they are right now in, in the latest projections from ESPN. They With the win last night, they moved up to a number two seed in the latest bracketology, which would be uh, obviously, a first in program history. Their their previous best was a four seed last year. So yeah, if you can get a two seed, I mean that that would be that would be pretty impressive. Then, then you're considered a, a national title contender when when you're when you get one of those top two seeds. Absolutely. So yeah, this I mean this team again. They showed off a lot of the reasons they've been so good last night. And you know one of them is not relying on the outside shot. They don't have to shoot well to win games, unlike unlike their male counterparts. And that's just been a huge difference. I mean, still everything goes through Nas Hillman, but they have other pieces to 
to get it done. But yes, the turnovers were Indiana. They're not particularly deep, and yet they're still out there pressing and, and forcing turnovers uh, early in that game. Um, so kudos to them for fighting. But you no, know, Michigan, Michigan gets a win, and as Ryan mentioned, now in, in great position in the in the Big Ten. The men's team plays plays tonight. Nebraska at 9:07 p.m. tip off. Chrysler. You know, Nebraska has not won in 2022. They have not won a Big Ten game all year, and they lost to Michigan 102 to 67 at home in early December. So it's like the perfect spot, right, for Michigan to, to get right after after a humbling loss at Michigan State and get a little get some good vibes before they go to West Lafayette on Saturday to face you know a top ten Purdue team. So yeah, chance for Michigan to get right. A little off-court news, Zeb Jackson, sophomore, entered his name into the transfer portal. This is a first for the program as far as an in-season announcement like this, but that's kind of the way of the world now. It's not it's not unusual for college sports now to have guys, you know, transfer mid-season. Yeah, I mean, he, he was not a key piece of the rotation really at all in his two years at Michigan, but a talented kid, top 100 recruit, you know, good length, good offensive skills, you know, definitely have, will have a chance to you know, build a career for himself elsewhere. He did commit to John Beanline. I think that's noteworthy. He, you know, signed under Jawan Howard, but, you know, initially recruited by Jawan Howard's predecessor here at Michigan. So he's, he's into the transfer portal. And then, yeah, we've got, we've got some hockey talk as well, which is on ice and off ice talk. Our, our colleague at him live, Samuel Dodge posted a, got an exclusive of an independent investigation into the hockey program for a variety of potential transgressions, um, you know, focusing around head coach Mel Pearson. Uh, I guess, Ryan, like, what have you heard as far as the program's response to this and how, if at all, it'll affect the program going forward? Yeah, I mean, I guess we'll start off with the accusations, the the alleged accusations here. And it's basically the investigation is looking into if if head coach Mel Pearson instructed students to lie on their COVID-19 tracing forms last year, just ahead of their NCAA tournament game against Minnesota Duluth. You remember that that game got postponed very shortly just before their game because of, of, of COVID-19 protocols. There's also an investigation into Pearson and director of hockey operations, Rich Bancroft discriminating against female staffers and creating a toxic work environment for female support staff. And they also it also alleges that Bancroft knew about sexual misconduct committed by the late athletic doctor Robert Anderson. So some serious allegations here. I know Pearson spoke with the Michigan Daily on Monday and denied all the accusations and said that he believes that the investigation will, will not uncover anything and it will come away clean. But again, still early in this process, but definitely not a good look for for the hockey program at all yeah so definitely yes they're definitely in some hot water but um as as sam's report you know indicated it the investigation is underway nothing right there this is what they're looking at not necessarily like what they've found but this, this yeah there's the same law firm too that handled the dr anderson investigation wilmer hale is is handling this as well so big name law firm kind of doing the investigation and, and who knows when uh when this will be resolved but michigan's still going on it is season's Still, still going on, and the mission picked up two more key wins right now, and, and is remains red hot. Now, first place alone in in the Big Ten. Uh, they swept Wisconsin on the road with five to one and six to two victories, despite playing shorthanded. Like we said before, Owen Power and Kent Johnson are off with Team Canada already preparing for the Olympics. So they were not available this weekend. But yeah, I mean, 11 different goal scorers from over the weekend, which is, is huge for, for Michigan, not having to rely on, on just one or two lines to, to store. So that was good to see for them. And 
yeah, now they uh, have, have a week off before playing four more games, and they will do so without their four top scorers as Matty Beneers and Brendan Brisson also head to Beijing to compete for Team USA. So they can pick up some wins here against Ohio State and Michigan State. They have two games each against both of those teams, then, then uh, a Big Ten title is definitely a possibility. So yeah, good good things happening for a lot of these Michigan teams, you know, on the court, the field, the ice, but some difficulties off it in, in a variety of ways. But we will have the latest covered on MLive.com slash Wolverines, including any news surrounding Jim Harbaugh. Thank you for listening.